So, Daniel, tell me about Canada's favorite holiday, which I always forget about every year, Canadian Thanksgiving. That's right. Oh. It's very different than American Thanksgiving. Right, because you guys decided for some reason to do Thanksgiving a month later than is sensible and sane. Yes. Yeah, so oh, so Canadian sense. Thanksgiving already happened. Oh, yeah. We missed it's like, it. It's like the first Sunday of October, so it's like almost always just after my birthday, which is very exciting. What, what makes what makes uh, our version non-sensible? Oh, because it's too close to Christmas. Yeah, you can't, put, I mean, you can't put two major holidays where the whole family gets together and eats a ton of turkey a month apart. That's just think that's about insane. this. You think need about that this, break Dean. in the middle. They do Canadian Thanksgiving and then they get two months of Halloween season. I mean, it kind of so. feels like that sometimes. The, uh, the I, house in the neighborhood with the giant skeleton has yet to take the giant skeleton down. The, so the thing about, that. quote, Halloween season, unquote, is that it's only like a week now. In, yeah, in the states. I mean, you're lucky it to get two days. Story. There was a. They were putting out the Christmas stuff when I went. Literally, in like I, late September. I went like, to oh. I went to a store on Halloween day, and they had already removed all the Halloween stuff, pushed it to the back, and put out the Christmas stuff. <laughs> I want to see a spirit Halloween, like have a Christmas tree shop setting up inside of a spirit Halloween. Like we noticed you sold out of Halloween costumes in this corner. We're just gonna start putting up Christmas tree shop things. Truly, like that's and what spirit it's Halloween's to. like. Wait a minute, you can't do that. That's what we do. And it's it's weirder <laughs> for you guys because you do have like just. The, again, the two holidays within a month of each other just smushed together. It's three holidays. It's, like, thank, it's what, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, what is this? Christmas, back to back. It's, Get rid it's of this brutal. Thanksgiving shit. It exists well, for you know why, and then it's Christmas. You know why we need all these holidays so close together? Because right after is New Year's and all that other shit. Uh, it is because our work culture means that we don't <laughs> get days off, except right. when the government says it's okay. Yeah. So I guess we work ourselves to... We work ourselves to death most uh, of the time, and then we kind of get a couple of days off scattered in at the end of the year. It's true. Daniel, tell us what you had for Canadian Thanksgiving. What is what uh, is the we traditional did actually, fare? We actually did a roast. We didn't do like turkey or anything. Turkey? You didn't do a turkey? No. Oh we God. we didn't. We were actually we decided this year. I was like, we'll do a roast for Thanksgiving, and then we'll do the turkey for uh, Christmas. I just assumed it was a platter of Tim Hortons donuts and a side of poutine. As, no, as what I we wouldn't. Canadian no. Thanksgiving Come on. is. No, we'd, we'd, if we were doing donuts, we'd homemade them. Come on. <laughs> There, it's like, I'm excited honestly, about... easier, cheaper, obviously better than buying fucking Tim Hortons donuts. Well, Tim Hortons donuts are terrible anyway. Uh, I'm excited about American Thanksgiving, so whoops. I have that to look forward to. Uh, did you say whoops? Uh, you'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so that is our holiday cast. Thanks for tuning in, <laughs> you listeners. I hope you have a wonderful Canadian-American Thanksgiving. I assume what those are the only Actually, here's, here's my world. question about American Thanksgiving. When is it? Uh, November, November 25th. 25th, okay. Is it is it's it like a specific... A Friday. Yeah, is it like specifically like the fourth Friday of November sort of thing? I, it's I, either the fourth or the last Friday of November. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> I want to say it's always the last Friday, but I don't. I don't actually know. Because like uh, our like ours is technically technically ours is a Monday, but like it's that weekend. Oh, it's on Thursday. It's not the twenty fifth. It's twenty fourth. I was oh, like, that's right. Not right. 
Yeah, it's always on a Thursday. That's right. Yeah, because it is that, a, it is the fourth Thursday in November. Then we do Black Friday after, where yes, we yeah. trample people to death in the oh, grand you mean, tradition of American <laughs> consumerism. Yeah, and that's when Black Friday is. That's when Black Friday is supposed to be. I've been getting emails yeah. about early Black Friday deals since like well, yeah, Canadian so, banks. <laughs> I remember, I remember last year they were having stores open during Thanksgiving for their Black Friday sales and i'm like hell wait a yeah minute. dude no wait <laughs> time the fuck out back up so anyway this country has gone horribly wrong and uh dean you keep trying to break the energy we need, down we need help all right you know what you could buy on black friday nothing That's don't right. do it <laughs> no you could buy give the pokemon. workers a fucking day off you can buy pokemon <laughs> That's I want to talk about video games. Okay, I guess. Are... Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. Let's change this to a video games podcast. I'm tired of talking about the holidays. Yeah, I'm sorry. I really, I really <laughs> struck a chord. Tell me about Pokemon. Uh, the composer is, capitalism. The the composer is Toby Fox. So that's exciting. I I didn't realize if you look it up, it just says composer Toby Fox. Like there's no other name on it. I thought he did just some songs, not the whole thing. I think he's. Uh, uh, I definitely think there's normal composers, right? Right. Well, normal. The oh, there is normal composers. composers. Why, why does Google? So if you search it in Google, there's like this mini box, and it's says composer Toby Fox. But if you I go to the you, Wikipedia because... article, all the other composers are there. Yeah, it's probably because there's like it. They're not. Tr- they're not grabbing it from Wikipedia. They're grabbing it from like some sort of news aggregate that the Google AI decides is noteworthy enough, and nobody else has reported on other re- on other composers. Yeah, that's the one people are talking about because it's Toby Fox. They probably built also, that list. Uh, they built that box out of people Googling yeah. Toby Fox composer Pokemon. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get your bag, King. Yeah. You go, Toby. Uh, when I look at the Wikipedia article, uh, it says Ed Sheeran also wrote a song. So yes. Ed Sheeran also composed did Pokemon. Hear, did you see that thing? <laughs> oh, no. my God. I did not. Oh, my God. You should watch the Ed Sheeran Pokemon thing because it's uh interesting and also includes one of the strangest looking pikachus i think you'll ever see in your life they all have this face this is a an emote of you can't see it <laughs> listeners it is an emote of the pikachu from this video for the song Ma- called i think imagine celestial <laughs> yes correct celestial imagine if you will two lines and two dots that's right that's the face <laughs> It's, it's pretty really great. derpy looking. I'm and trying to like, make sense of this. There's an Ed Sheeran <laughs> crossover with Pokemon Go, too. Have you seen any of the leaks around Pokemon? Uh, no, I, I saw that there's a new just, Pokemon with like weird coin eyes. Just the bad. I've only the only leak I've seen is the weed cat evolution. Yeah, so I normally it's like I got impatient and normally I wait for Nintendo or at least to like officially reveal what the starters look like. But I got impatient and I looked at the leaks just to see what the starters look like. And my God, they have outdone themselves in terms of like fantastic Pokemon design. These starters look. Oh, and the names. They're getting way better at names. They're incredible. Uh, This is one of those games where like the more they've released about it, the more like like quietly my excitement's been building to the point where it's like i'm like counting the days now it's like a week why is it when i search pokemon weed cat i get so many results oh because (laughs) so much of the hype for this game is built entirely around like internet fan art (laughs) 
what is and like the more you scroll it quickly goes from pokemon to anthropomorphized pokemon to furries to like oh, yeah. sexualized yeah, 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 yeah. weed cat mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, it is very fast how quickly that goes yeah man oh my god you're welcome you're so a welcome. scrungy boy may or may not turn into a person oh no (laughs) my Uh, god (laughs) yeah i have not uh i have not looked at anything outside of the starters i don't honestly i'm not excited for this game at all and like i i don't even imagine playing it i think alicia's gonna play it and i'll watch her uh play some of it but i don't know i something about how like excited i was about arceus taking game in a bold new direction and yeah, then this game's if... like ah fuck that noise no no what if you <laughs> took what if you took that and instead of take instead of doing the arceus thing of i am just gonna blanket collect everything i see all the time forever like a vacuum cleaner and instead yeah just said like what if it was regular pokemon but it was an open world you know the thing people have been wanting forever mm-hmm mm. <laughs> is it an open world though yeah is it that yeah you is can like it? straight you can like straight up just like ignore you can do the gyms completely out of order they don't scale to your level but you can do it <laughs> if you wanted to you can no, get you that eighth badge straight away so oh, you no, can't you do, do the gyms out of order because no, they don't totally scale can. to your level no you can totally go to the eighth <laughs> gym first <laughs> if you wanted to listen if they don't fucking scale then there's a clear order they want you to do it in <laughs> Yeah, and that's why you're doing them out of order. If you want to go grind up in, in the wilderness shit. to go fight the eighth gym first, you can go do that. No. But they let you do it. Therefore, yeah. it's open world. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, yeah, in fucking Breath of the Wild, you could fight Ganon first thing, <laughs> fucking completely yeah. naked with a stick. And it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, you can. <laughs> you can, and people have done it. Those people are insane, and you should not replicate. Yeah, they're called them. they're called speedrunners. Uh, <laughs> although even like most speedrun categories don't do that because it's like boring. They still have <laughs> battle transitions though in this game, right? That's yeah, like it's my it's like thing. it's the proper co- yeah. it's the proper combat system from the mainline games, but with like bonuses right. with like. Hey, if, you know, every generation we got to have a new gimmick because we're never bringing Mega Evolutions back. And this one is like a type change crystal where you can just be like, fucker, my Gyarados is dragon type for like three for this battle because I use the item and just like. Yeah, but all the combat in Pokemon was never good types. or interesting. So I don't know why they bring it back. Nah, see, like... see the, the, the interest the interest in Pokemon combat is almost never against playing the A.I., it's in yeah playing exactly. the post game AI, which is actually good and challenging, and it forces you to make good strategic choices when building your team and tactical choices, especially when playing another player. My goodness, I mean, it's all up to a point. It's no, it's no Shin Megami Tensei. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. It's like got a ceiling at how difficult Pokemon combat gets. That's why oh, I would rather it be the like Breath of the Wildy Arceus <laughs> explore catch six pokemon simultaneously because you're just bazookaing balls around (laughs) you know that that stuff was pretty cool i don't know i'm excited there's some wild fucking pokemon in this thing that like that's always my main draw it's like i want to see give me your give me your weird shit give me your weird version of real weird shit give me this weird your weird local version of a bird (laughs) well you've seen the uh, draw bird for me pokemon you've seen the ghost dog right oh of course i have there's even a little trailer for it. That it yeah, kills, I pulled the the gift yeah, they you... embedded in the marketing email to make it a a thing I can just yeah. spam on Discord. 
cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's slow. The hanging out with the dog slowly kills you. That's yeah. the that's the yeah. lore. There's What's a real great cool is the dog doesn't did... even care. Dog's just yeah, excited no, that you're there. Yeah, dog's <laughs> just happy a, to be there. Cool, they did a real cool thing where they showed off like regional ultra forms or whatever of Donphan, which is like Donphan. Uh, the evolution of Fanfi from uh, Gold and Silver. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know what it's names the, are. The Armadillo Elephant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, mm-hmm. Fanfi. Yeah, like every two thousand uh, Pokemon. You can't. One of the coolest Pokemon to ever exist is getting like a huge glow up in this game, and I'm very excited. It seems like there's like two versions of a lot of different Pokemon that like get this crazy like corrupted form. Oh man. Well, it looks like a Pokemon game, but I do agree with the designs. I do appreciate the designs, just like from a distance but then you get things like donfi and i've never heard of it or seen it before but it looks cool now that i'm looking at it again <laughs> donfan's old man donfan's yeah. like 20 years old at this point that's an old fucking animal yeah, yeah but there is 2000 the pokemon so it's hard for me to remember them <laughs> uh yeah this, all this stuff though, all this this hype and trying to dodge the leaks that I don't want to see reminds me, and it makes me miss uh, Cerebi.net, the like premier unaged yeah, website. Yeah. Used to have a page that cataloged all the fake Pokemon people would make to try to like you know, much like <laughs> fake Smash Brother leaks. They used to have a page that cataloged all of them, and it was glorious because some of them were terrible and some of them were really good fakes that like actually got people to buy into them. So people have been posting like their favorite old fake Pokemon on Twitter recently. And uh, that's mm-hmm. a fun ride because it's like, oh, I remember being in a Smogon IRC chat when people were like making up some of these <laughs> 15 years ago. Oh, my God. This Quoxley evolution. <laughs> I can't yeah. look at all these. These are just silly. <laughs> There's so many leaks. Uh, all right. So Pokemon comes out next week. Check it out. Daniel will have all the coverage you'll ever want for this new Pokemon well, game. Unfortunately, I won't you know, be able to talk about it next week because it comes out the day after we record, which is very unfair. Uh, that's true. Uh, the week after Extremely that, we'll have all the coverage. And Daniel will have to tell us if it's better or worse than uh, Sword and Shield, which is really the only thing I want. I care about. <laughs> is, I'm gonna, did it you know, learn anything from Arceus? <laughs> I'm going to pitch my hat in the ring and say probably better, even as somebody that enjoyed Sword and Shield, Shield. it'll probably be a better game. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's with such confidence. Um, All right. Moving on to the news. We have some exciting stuff for you. All controversies today, I guess. Uh, The first one is about the Doom Eternal composer, which I guess I didn't really know the whole story until I read this article. Nobody did. Daniel, if you wanted to. That was what was like so shocking about it is that you know, like what two years ago with Doom Eternal? When did that come out? There was that uh, whole thing 20, around Mick Gordon, twenty twenty, yeah, and like not doing the soundtrack and like the official yep. release for, as an OST Mick and Gordon, album, yes, yeah, and just like you know, there was like some stuff out of like Bethesda about it, and then like nothing from Mick, and it kind of made Mick seem like a real asshole. And then today, I guess with extensive help from a lawyer released a medium post that i think has a a read time listed on medium as 58 minutes long it is a long long airing of grievances over unpaid wages and like forced releases and just yeah like, so like the official the official id statement is like oh yeah uh 
Gordon kind of sucks and he can't meet his deadlines, so we're just not working with him anymore. I re- I remember that being the beef, right? Yeah, and then yeah. and now rather, I I guess either uh, I don't I don't remember if it's like an NDA expired or he's just finally tired of not talking about it or something. But now he's like, hey, this is actually what happened, and this is what I'm going through. I would love to work on Doom again. I'm just not working with these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like so. From this is from an article from IGN. Uh, the headline quote is, I never quit Doom, I quit a toxic client. There's stuff in here that's like, uh, you know, complaints of multiple pay issues over his time working on Doom Eternal, including at least one attempt to deny payment because id Software had, quote, changed their mind and no longer wanted to use the music he had provided, which you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. That's not how purchasing things from an artist works, generally speaking. Uh, at one point, Gordon claims he went unpaid for 11 months due to deferrals and delays and payments. Uh, he says that id Software announced the Doom Eternal OST release without ever having made a deal with him to produce one because he had just been making, you know, like crunching himself to make like reusable themes for the game that could then be narrowed down into like a song and not like an actual album. And there's like, we're making an album. And he's like, the fuck? No. Uh, sounds like a lot of bullshit, and that s- sucks. It's weird that this is coming out, too, in the era of, like, the voice actor thing from Bayonetta 3, because now it's like we're getting into this weird he-said-she-said, said, like, environment, and it's really yeah. hard to tell, like, what side is true, because if the story is as Mick Gordon describes, it is catastrophically bad for this other person who tried to, like, destroy his career and also then tried to, like, <laughs> have hush money involved in the tune of, like, six figures or something. Yeah, which like, also hey, sounds say it's like your an fault. absurd we'll you, amount of yeah. money. Um, so, like, you know, now now it's like, well, what's the rebuttal from this going to be? Is it going to be more dug yeah. up emails and dug up uh, things? Well, but- so far, Bethesda and, I guess, technically Microsoft have yet to comment on either what's the article is, uh, or on IGN's request to comment, so... What's I'm interesting sure about this McGordon one is there's so much content of like emails and tweets and videos yeah, he, and messages. The man brought notes. receipts. <sighs> yeah, he did. Jesus. Yeah. So the 58 I think minutes because of that, at the top of medium yeah. wasn't lying. Yeah, I think because of all the receipts that he brings to the table, I I don't think there's going to be a very good rebuttal. I think I think it's more going to be about damage control because they can't control the narrative no more. I don't under I have to read all of this. This is so long. I definitely yeah. recommend the Medium article listeners if you want to get the whole story, you should check it out. It's it's it is very fascinating. Uh Mick Gordon was much loved for his Doom 1 soundtrack. I know a bunch of people that are like huge metalheads really thought it was amazing. And based on what he said, the Doom Eternal soundtrack is basically his as well <laughs> and largely unedited and it's mostly his. So, if you like the music from Doom uh and doom 2016 and doom eternal you should check out this uh rebuttal from mick gordon and just i don't know <laughs> see what you think of the story maybe this will evolve and by next week there'll be even another article i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> this bombshell kind of dropped uh very recently right november 9th yes uh yeah two days ago so um yeah is it listen does someone narrate this or is it computer read? I think it's computer. Oh, it's computer read. Yeah. All right. I was like, I mean, it's a long fucking article. So I want to, if you, if you do the computer read, it goes to one hour and six minutes. I was kind of mm-hmm. hoping it would be like, hello, 
<laughs> this is um oh shoot what's his name uh god from bruce almighty uh fucking morgan freeman morgan, morgan freeman. freeman hello this is morgan freeman reading the mick gordon account <laughs> it's like oh i'm i'm gonna get a blanket and strap in this is sounds good <laughs> um but yeah uh, there's a TLDR and a table of contents. That's how you know it's a really long article. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, it really sounds rough. But yeah, like I like I was saying with the Bayonetta thing, it's just like I know she didn't have nearly as many receipts and write a com like article as long as Mick did here. But I really don't want to enter this weird he said she said like you know environment where it's like really hard to discern the truth i want to believe the developers and support them but then the bayonetta thing was really shitty so like you know now it's like uh, i don't know i hope i hope mick is right on this one and that he he you know deserves uh contrib what's it called deserves retribution yeah right well <laughs> compensation <laughs> compensation for his work yeah not exactly. not far off honestly <laughs> Um, all right, next article of Woe. We have Disco Elysium directors accuse ZAUM, which is the weird company that owns them. And I still don't understand what ZAUM is or if it's pronounced ZOM or like who they are. Okay, I also don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> However, what I can tell you is that uh, ZA slash UM um, mm -hmm. is an Estonian art collective. Yes, they, they are. It's, it's multimedia. They do art. They write books. They make comics. Uh, and you remember Chumbawamba? <laughs> <laughs> I this do. Is the Estonian, I this is the Estonian version of the of Chumbawamba, the British anarchist art collective. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. I gotcha. So, um, basically, this art collective said, "We want to make a video game. How do we do that?" And the first thing they had to do was start a video game company for for everything to be above board. Right. They did that and then brought in these financial backers that are now like the executives in this company that are causing all these problems. And yeah, that's like that, the like, shortest version I can give you. In the last couple months have like forced out the original creators. Yeah. And, like probably still own the IP. And like that sucks because the whole, right the now, whole yeah. reason Disco Elysium exists as a game is that like one of the founders was just like, I wrote a thing. And another guy was in this collective was like, this is really good. We should do something with this. And they decide to make a video game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now it's, it's, it, video game. it's especially weird for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> whose name I forget to, well, you know, my apologies to him. It's uh, Robert Kurvitz. Yeah. Helen Hindper. And yeah, Alexander Rostov. So the uh, three. So Z-A-U-M, um, or rather the directors that made the game and are actually part of the art collective and originally founded the company and all that stuff. They're starting to bring receipts to the table about all the misconduct and the way that one, they were treated to the reasons they were let go and all this other stuff. And, um, the evidence seems pretty damning. Uh, I'm sure these people are going to fight, especially cause they have the money, um, versus these two fucking artists. Um, right. They're probably going to fight and make it a drawn out legal battle like all rich shitheads do. Yeah, especially uh, rich shitheads who were like involved in like fraud previously in 2007. Yes. <laughs> One of them has, as it turns out, uh, already been uh, the uh, perpetrator of fraud uh, from previous investors in an old company he was a part of. Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, 
you know, f- well, fun. Uh, it sucks to see because, yeah. like, these are some artists, small-time artists who made one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah, oh yeah, sucks, for sure. Sucks to see the like I, I literal like... thing the game is angry about happen to the game's creators of <laughs> like rich shitheads crapping on small artists who are making art for art's sake. And yeah, I also like, like how it's like their statement is they treated their coworkers very badly despite talking to them repeatedly. It did not improve. Therefore, we fired them. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess that's fine. <laughs> but that's that's the company's uh, statement. Yeah, which can no longer be believed. <laughs> Robert is said to have been known for belittling women and co-workers in the past. It would be very short-sighted of a growing international company to tolerate such behavior. Ah, yes. Women, uh, belittling women. <laughs> I, yes, famous, famously uh, scorned on in the games industry. Yes, they've never no no gamesman has ever done that. Therefore, we must fire them. And it's like, what? Like, aren't they were not they a two person studio? You know, I, what? I don't understand <laughs> who was on their here's, team. Here's the thing: it might be true, and it might have happened once. And I don't want to discredit that in case there are people out there who actually were discriminated against by these d- two dudes. On right. the other end of the spectrum, you have a bunch of fucking suits. Uh, just like trying to snatch up a company for cash. Yeah, versus like, people from who the are outside, actually yeah, from the outside yeah. looking in, looks like are trying to just like forcibly control a profitable IP. You know, yeah, take it over from the versus, people that made it versus people who are actually like passionate and have vision about the projects that they want to do. Right. Again, they are a weird, like leftist, almost anarchist art collective that decided to like create a company to make a game. So yeah, this is like the now, literal smallest of small guys here. So, uh, yeah, and there's a lot going on. I think there's gonna. I think there's part of the legal battle is the naming of the thing. Um, just besides the property rights, like ZAUM is a games company and now also a cart art collective, and they're different. Um, yes. like they're I think different. The finan- I think the art collective was officially dissolved, but like somebody might still actually own the name. I don't know if it's officially dissolved. I think one guy, I think the, I think the people from this company left it, but I don't think it's dissolved, but I also don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's a mess. It's like this whole thing is such a huge mess. mess. Pure chaos. And, and these, these fucking weird suits are trying to take advantage of said chaos for, you know, a popular. Yeah. (laughs) I, it's, I don't understand. I don't understand these like high school esque petty politics kind of shit that just gets per- uh, perpetuated forever. I I don't know. It just seems so lame to me. I never want to be in a situation where I feel like internal politics are determining decision-making because it's so stupid. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's yeah. everything, really. It's not everything. It doesn't have to be. I it doesn't have to be, company. but it is. So what I, you're saying I is... For a small company. Wait, what I'm saying is any company larger than... <laughs> Nobody people is inherently evil, and oh, I was going to say, oh, I was going to say, yes, you're right. We all should just uh, exist in or in various uh, vague art collectives and just kind of do things because we want to do them. That would be pretty fucking rad. (laughs) And and let's get utopian in here. Small companies that are owned by non-developers are also evil. Small communities. Small communities of thirty-nine people or less. 
Yeah, you need a community that's 39 or less, 39 people or less, and the owners have to be developers. And that's how you create good video games. <laughs> that's that's the path. Um, next article, Dark Souls. Remember Dark Souls? Yeah. Pretty no. good game. Well, hey, Dark remember... Souls remastered on PC is that its online features restored. Yeah. Remember how they had so, to remove yeah. them because remember, people were like, because yeah. yeah, you like, could <laughs> you could you could do a remote code execution. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so it took, like, as far as I'm aware, nobody ever had it happen, but it was a potential vulnerability that people had made Bandai aware of for, like, months, like, legitimately months, and then in the run-up to yep. Elden Ring coming out, they took all the servers down to fix them. They brought up Dark Souls 3 a while ago, and now finally Dark Souls, specifically not the original Dark Souls PC release, Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition has its servers back. I don't know if Dark Souls 2 will ever have its online functionality back, <laughs> but we're getting there. <laughs> Uh, it's it says ten months uh, since the announcement. God, so. can you believe how long this year has been? Listener, yeah, right. Did right. you realize El that hey, Elden, Elden Ring, Ring came, came out, out this year? This year? <laughs> <laughs> that it came out in February, and it feels like it came out a thousand years ago. Oh my god! Oh, uh, according to this article, I missed the sentence. The Dark Souls Two Scholar of the First Sin again, not the original release of Dark Souls Two Scholar right. of the First Sin edition had its servers brought back up in October. It's like the so Steam we did get version of those games. Yes. Um, okay. Next article. Uh, Remedy Entertainment signs a co-development and co-publishing agreement with Five O Five Games to make Control Two. Yes. So after announcing that they were going to be doing a Control 2 like two years ago, <laughs> Remedy has finally, I guess, worked out the budget numbers with the initial publisher, uh, 505 Games, to officially begin production on a sequel to Control, which is very exciting. Why is it co-publishing agreement? So Remedy is going to publish it as well? Confused. I imagine it's... Oh my god, What? Who? what's the... Uh, uh, answer... Enter. what i forget the exact like ownership stuff but i think because like 505 has publishing rights for control the ip mm -hmm. right and, but like remedy is owned by um uh they got oh shit who owns them now it's it says themselves right um yeah remedy yeah i think they're yeah. so they're right they're independent so, so it's because <laughs> it's because they're independent and I think it's like they have weird, they have publishing deals in place for different platforms. And I think that's the the, the co-publishing thing. So the initial funding is going to be 505 games. And I imagine somebody else will pick up platform publishing. That's the thing. I was confusing them. Post-launch I was confusing them with somebody owned by Embracer who or who got oh, like yeah, bought. Yeah. And yeah. Embracer. We haven't heard any Embracer news in a little bit. Maybe that era of time is slowed down. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Uh, this was a crazy year for buyouts. I feel like at the end of the year, we should do like a quick wrap up of acquisitions because it's like a mile long. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's so Remedy, the studio from Finland is the one that owns Control and they're going to own the IP. I just don't see what 505 has to do with any of this. It sounds like well, it sounds know. like Remedy doesn't even need 505 to do this. <laughs> they probably do. But... 505 is... 2k 505 is a jesus who owns 505 does anybody own 505 or do they own it themselves no they are a 
They are a subsidiary of Milan-based Digital, Digital Bros. Bros. Yeah. What does that even mean? Which is mean? an Italian video game company. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Neat. They 505 has published all kinds of stuff. But yeah, they have. I guess they're just using them for money. Like, it looks all like. I know is that Remedy was not Sounds was right. once again uh, unhappy with the sales numbers for Alan Wake Remastered. They're not a company. Oh, that... wait. They released that? Whoops. Yeah. I meant to pick the that remaster, up. The remaster, yeah. We talked about that, didn't we? We probably did. I've got a lot going on. <laughs> I meant to pick that game up. I meant to be part of those sales numbers. Well, what do you know? They're disappointed in the sales numbers <laughs> for Alan Wake Remastered. They're disappointed in Once you. Once again, disappointed <laughs> by Alan Wake. Daddy Wake is disappointed in me. <laughs> It's specifically you too, Dean. <laughs> I know. Oh, I feel it. Uh, well, let's move on to this. We have one more news article. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Dean, I've heard that your very intelligent investments in gaming hardware is about to matriculate and uh, turn into liquid cash for you. That's yeah. right. Stadia has begun processing refunds. Yeah. I know this was a very smart investment for you. It was a slow news week, okay? (laughs) All uh, all roughly $120, perhaps less investment, yeah. Have you gotten it yet? No. (laughs) It's just going to show up one day. It's going to show up sometime between now and the middle of January, and I don't care. I I wasn't expecting that money back. I wonder if you'll even get an email for it. <laughs> I beat all I beat all two of the games I bought on it and that I'm good. And you'll never play it again. <laughs> and I I wouldn't want to. So <laughs> jokes on them. What did yeah. you get on Stadia? I got uh Far Cry 6, the newest one with not Cuba. That's 6, right? Yeah, 6. Yeah, 6 something like um, that. Um and I got a uh, Resident Evil 8. The one with uh, Demetrius. Yeah. 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 So I got pretty, I got those decent games for free. Spe- eventually. Yeah. S- specifically, <laughs> I got them because they were running promotions where if you bought them, you'd get a uh, a free Chromecast and uh, wait, wait, their, wait. their controller. Does that 120 include those? Like, do you get the games refunded too? the purchase of the game came with the Chromecast slash controller. I think the so only thing you don't, I think the only thing you don't get refunded is the subscription. I think all per other purchases uh, yeah, are they're, they're subscription Hardware services. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I like, like okay. again, slow yeah. news week, which is why it's here, but also like hey, yeah, they're so actually doing the thing, which is real cool. Can't <laughs> can't wait to get my one hundred and twenty dollars that I'm gonna use to Buy, buy another Stadia. Game. No. <laughs> just buy different, more modern and relevant games. Buy into Amazon Luna. I, I was going to say, you should invest in new hardwares that you speculate will return. Like uh, I didn't... Ex- okay, you're talking about this like I'm some sort of business dude. I just I, I, wanted some games. <laughs> you know it's coming back out? Analog Pocket. Now's the time. Put down money for an analog pocket. It they're may doing like another. Uh, they're doing a final run on the uh, NT Mini. In this oh, that's right, the NT, NT Mini, and 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 maybe it'll like burst into flames. So you, they have to issue a refund <laughs> or something. <laughs> you could be like, you can be like when uh, IKEA used to just, or not IKEA, <laughs> uh, Costco used to just like not give a shit about their return policy, and you could cycle a laptop back to them once a year to just upgrade forever for free. <laughs> 
Uh, that sounds real bad. <laughs> it was a no uh, questions asked return policy. So I will not be taking <laughs> questions. Oh my God. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Are you guys ready? I'm bringing it back. We haven't played it in a while. We played Daniel's game. It was very fun. And it made me want to bring back seven out of 10. So I have a seven out of 10 for you today, listener and Daniel and Dean. Cue the music. That's <laughs> I yeah. assume, that I was some smooth jazz. Does your, <laughs> does your kitty want to join the podcast? He's been here the whole time, baby. Looks like he's really up on that microphone, which is he really, really cool. he really is. He doesn't normally do this. <laughs> uh, I do not know why he is here today doing this, but we have a our fourth listener, Jonesy. Jonesy can play along with us. All right, listener, yeah? here's he the can. rules. He's dumb as rocks. <laughs> Here's here's the rules, Jonesy. Listen up, and and listeners. I've picked some games from IGN, celebrated seven out of ten reviewer, and I'm going to describe vague quotes from that article that describes the game. And listeners, as long along with Daniel and Dean, have to guess what the game was. Uh, I've adopted the rules where I'm going to tell you what year the game was released in, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only information I give you. I hope it's enough. Okay, are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for the first game? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely ready. I definitely listened that whole time. Okay. All right. The year it was released, 2022. Okay. All right. Silent protagonists are nothing new in video games, but Blank certainly pushes that concept to an interesting place. Silent protagonists, 2020, is it? 2022. That's this year. Oh, okay. So two years ago, in this year, right? Um, <laughs> 2022. Silent protagonist this year. Who is Nothing the, the new silent? In video games. Who is the silentest of silent protagonists in games released this year? That's right. You each get one guess before I move on Ooh. to the next quote. Captain, that guy. Um, See, I can think of games of silent protagonists, but they're like not games that would get a seven out of ten. This did not get a seven out of ten. It just came out um, this okay. year. Well, I don't know. <laughs> How the fuck? Time the hell out. It was reviewed by IGN. Okay. All right. Uh, quick guess. Persona 5 Royal. Was that this year? I, I love it. I mean, yeah, the, the PC release. Dean, what was your guess? I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, that, I'm going to pass. A pass. Okay. Both of you were wrong. Moving Excellent. on to the next, Perfect. Cl- next clue. You'll either be running through fairly linear levels full of amusing platforming challenges and some light puzzle solving, or exploring one of its more open town areas where you'll collect items, talk to friendly robots, and complete tasks. Oh, stray, 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 stray. Ah, ha, ha, got yeah. it first. Ah, yeah. the robots. It was the, the, the uh, town element with robot and yeah, silent that's... protagonist. There we go. I was going to yeah. leave out robots because I thought that would give it away immediately. It um, did, but, but I... thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Daniel Speaking got that one. Dumb orange cats. Stray. I, I know. I was gonna say <laughs> your cat may be related to the game, but that really would have given it away. <laughs> All right, next game got a seven point five. Maybe I'll include the score, and that will make it a little bit more fair. No. Next wrong. game. Go on. Next. Next game got a seven point five and released in nineteen ninety six. Oh boy. Okay. 
Gorgeous backgrounds and silky smooth animation makes this one of the best looking titles available for the PlayStation. The control is generally pretty good, though it is a little sluggish in some of the levels. That's it. Good luck. That's it? Resident Evil. <laughs> no. Unfortunately. Uh, I want to look Klonoa? up what Ooh. So specific. What, what was the first one? Reverie and Dreams, there's, I think? There's, there's no way it would be Vagrant Story. Uh, it is not either of those things. I was looking up... Um, I was trying to find out if, if IGN had a review for the original Resident Evil, but I don't, I don't know if they do. I, I kind of want to get the score for that because I'm curious. Both of those answers are wrong. Next quote. First, there's a surprisingly deep depth of field. And second, you're not always moving from left to right. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh... <laughs> Uh, hill? Nope. Not Vec left and right. That's the clue. Vector Man? I don't know. What's an old video game? Vector Man. Nope. Well, right, it's like PlayStation. Oh, right. PlayStation. That Vector was a Genesis Man was game. Sega. What the, yeah. the shit came out on PlayStation in 1996? That would be er that's like early PlayStation. That's right. Next quote's going to give it away. You guys got to be hot on the buzzer for this one. Ooh. I doubt it, but give it to me. Keep going. Blank is Sony's first attempt at a mascot game. And while the verdict is still out on whether Blank can compete with Sonic and Mario as far as marketability is concerned. Crash Bandicoot? You got it. 7.5. Is, is that really 1996? Ah, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I thought yeah, the mascot, 96, Sony yeah. and mascot, would have given it away right away. Well, it, the it problem did. is they had multiple third parties or <laughs> well, second so, parties making mascots yeah. for them. It, it, so it, it gave it away, but I had to think about it because the game's one, so fucking old, and two, nobody really thinks of Crash fucking Bandicoot as a PlayStation mascot. Not anymore. Uh, but I do. Also, me. I guess, I guess what they mean when they say impressive depth of field is just the parts of yeah. the game that go vertical and don't actually mean depth of field <laughs> yep. they mean literal thing. the field has depth <laughs> and, I, and i also that's why i was like you're not always moving left to right which I yeah thought was well i was but and the, I, I had in my head like spyro but i don't spyro would have been really good answer that good, would have been a good guess yeah when did spyro come out i think the following year right uh spyro 98 two years oh, later jesus Man, so was I really go. six years old when Crash came out? Yeah. Still the same time frame as far as like That's, our in, yeah in my heads. This, this is ancient like, history yeah. at this point. Because I got like my I got a Genesis late, and I had like an NES as a hand me down. But I like all of that. For, I went like NES, Genesis, N sixty four, PlayStation in like four years. <laughs> it was a very compressed timeline of video games. So that that there's like a whole decade of games that are like. The same year to me until like I would have been I would have been eight and I definitely got a ps1 with crash bandicoot one on it so I'm very familiar with that year and playing that game <laughs> uh, great game I, I still have a copy of better, three somewhere it was like I found it in like a drawer I was like oh cool crash three I remember you this know what being also impossible. You know, it also came out that year, and the real reason why I wanted a PS1 and, like, was desperate for one, Mega Man 8 came out that December 1996, and I wanted that game so bad, because I, I loved... I don't think uh, I've ever played 8. It's terrible. <laughs> it's got voice acting. It's the first Mega Man with voice acting. 
I played seven. Seven's cool. It's where Dr. Like, Wowie comes from, if you've ever seen, seen those videos. That's that? Okay. Yeah. Right. Dr. Wowie has to be stopped, my god, man. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, Dr. Wowie. I wonder if that... <laughs> it does! <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Dr. Wowie comes up with videos from YouTube. Hey, you know, just letting you know, uh, IGN gave uh, Mega Man 8 on the PlayStation a 6 out of 10. Wow. I Seven saw. out of ten from Game Informer. Uh, well, it was a tie. Do you guys want to do a, a, a Steam Lightning round? Oh God. Sure, Find, let's fucking go. Yeah. Find me the garbage. I mean, new releases. Do it. Pull the yep. trigger. New trend. New and trending. New releases. Let's go. Give Find us that tiebreaker round. Find a game that I know you guys would know. Uh, all right. Like, you I can't guarantee that. Uh, let's see. Reading comments. Comments only. Uh, this game is fire. I'm just gonna read comments until one of you guess it. <laughs> uh, cool. Good, uh, game? It's good, actually. They finally made a game that isn't percent, 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 percent. Just play it. Screw reviews. You need to play this to really get it. The new Sonic. You did it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I was like, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to look at my new and trending list on Steam and Sonic is not on my new and trending list. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's uh, Tactic Ogre, Reborn, Valkyrie Elysium, three porn games and something called Lords and Villains. Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, if you go to, yeah, Sex Chess. Is that yeah. your weird porn game? No, I had three. What? <laughs> Uh, maybe, sex maybe chess I should read cosplay the... simulator and high ten i rpg maybe what i should read y'all into maybe i should read the comments about sex chess i want to new... make okay i want to make this very clear i don't have porn games on my feed i just have regular oh, video not? games I so don't, why the fuck to... are y'all i don't engage in any of the filtering on steam because i want to see exactly yeah, i don't what engage type of in filtering either spews out oh uh, it's just gotta, not something i'm interested in because oh no, you you gotta click on these games they're i don't hilarious. no they they're pretty hilarious. funny they're, okay also, send there, there, uh, so, send me some so, so I can ruin my algorithm. All right, I'm, I'll send you sex chess, and it's a perfect example of why they're hilarious. Like it's so off the wall. There's an entire there's there's an entire genre of these games with the scariest looking CG models of people you've ever seen in your life. It's worse the more they I all look pull at it. from the same library of like some weird Russian Unity asset store. They're incredible. They all they're, look like this. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just insane. I'm so it. tempted to spend five dollars and sixty cents. <laughs> they all pull from the, the same library of animations. Curiosity. It's I, I think the saddest part is if you actually play them, they're not as hilarious as they look. And then they're you're just like, wait a minute, this was made with the intention that someone actually gets off to this. This is simply yeah. terrible. I thought this was made out of pure irony. <laughs> this isn't a comedy game. This is just like, regular porn. There's all kinds of them that also just like look like this, where it's like, oh my god, they're just ter- they're so- they're so bad. What like, the there's, fuck? there's hundreds of these. They're like, like all these weird, bad, <laughs> pre-rendered CG visual novels that all look like the yep. worst Skyrim mods you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's 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 so bizarre. And like the the creators are totally like um, 
like serious. Like they're completely serious that what they're making is something that people should buy. Like they the one I linked, telling narrative. The one I linked, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna click on the developer and see the million other things I've seen from this developer. No, this is this developer's first game. It just looks like. Yep. <laughs> And then the comments are usually great too. They're yeah. just like People way totally in. nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Love it. This uh, is utter chaos. It is chaos. That's Get why I always end up there. <laughs> um, okay. So then uh, let's see. All right, we've moved on to the recent games. We didn't get to do this last week um, for multiple reasons, so let's do it this week. Uh, Daniel, tell us about Signalis. Now that you've gotten further into it, I know you mentioned it briefly when you first started playing it, but... So, I I didn't just get further into it. I beat this game in a day. I liked it so much. This is an indie game uh, from a... You will be happy to hear this, Andrew. (laughs) Two-person studio. They are couple... Studio size. uh, They're... Uh, oh god, I'm right. I didn't get it on Steam. I was trying to look up my playtime, but it got it through Game Pass. Um, mm. This is a isometric survival horror game that is a blend of Resident Evil Remake and Silent Hill, uh, and then takes that and then goes and does kind of its own thing with the idea. Uh, it has, if you're on Steam, incredibly strong trailers. Uh, the actual game audio isn't quite as oppressive unfortunately this does some really good uh, i believe the developers are german this makes really good use of like german robot voices <laughs> to be which is very creepy hearing a robot sort of tell you in your dreams to act tongue is uh terrifying uh so it's a survival horror game in the vein it takes a lot of direct control inspirations from like resident evil in terms of like you have six inventory slots because everybody knows Chris is the better character in Resident Evil 1. Um, you don't need those two extra slots for Jill. Um, you have, like, limited ammo. You gotta, like, you know, aim before you shoot. You can't just shoot. You gotta aim first. But then it takes the Silent Hill thing of, like, the longer you aim at a target, the more damage you do. And also enemies That's get cool. back up unless you burn their bodies, like in Resident Evil 1, and you have, like, an item slot for, like, a taser, like, RE1 remake. Um... It does really cool shit with its story because you are an anime robot lady, like you fell out of uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I was going to say, she looks a lot like uh, the Ghost in the Shell character. Yeah, you're like investigating after your spacecraft crashes on a planet. And th- I don't want to get too far into the story because I think the setup for it is very interesting. Uh, it is all about like, you know, it takes a good amount of like, you know, do robots are robots people, are androids people type stuff. What is a dream? What is real type stuff? The game does kick off when you find a copy of The King in Yellow in an abandoned radio relay station. <laughs> so, like, if that gives you any indication of where this, plot, where this plot's going, uh, you're looking for your human companion who is supposed to be on the ship with you and isn't uh, when you wake up. It's hmm. real Damn, good. See, it's, all, it's spoopy. All this shit, nobody told me the fucking King in Yellow was in it. Yeah, I didn't know either until I started and like, oh, you find the you find the king in yellow and you open it and the game starts. <laughs> it what does is this the king r- in yellow. Oh. You mean like the Lovecraftian? Thing? Yeah, like or... the book, the king in yellow. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, it does. And that's the one of the coolest things in this game. So it's this isometric thing where all the backgrounds are like um, really are like hand drawn pixel art, like classic computer stuff. And then it goes into these f- and with like some like deliberately low res uh, CG assets that are designed to look like pixel art. 
which sometimes doesn't quite mesh because like the 3D ma- the 3D stuff like aliases in a way that like pixel art just doesn't. But you get these really cool things where you do like puzzles or investigations and it goes into first person and you have first person controls kind of like an old adventure game like Myst or something where you get these like higher res but not high res CG pre-rendered backgrounds that like you can scroll around and click and mess with in a way that feels extremely cool and really reminds me of when I played Mist for the first time as a child and was actually kind of scared of Mist because there are parts of that game where like the audio atmosphere is so oppressive. Uh, I'm thinking of like the world of gears when you go into the rocket ship and it's like, shit, this place is actually really kind of unsettling. Uh, You get, and this game, like there's a, there's a part in this game and that abandoned radio place where you're exploring it in first person, like walking around in first person. And it's like, Oh, this is just straight out of ribbon. This fell out of ribbon. This is (laughs) really impressive. Uh, Beat it in about nine hours total playtime to do a, a playthrough. So it's not uh, super. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. No, it's it's Resident Evil length. It's that length of game. It's a Resident Evil. It's a Silent Hill. It's not scary in the way a modern horror game is scary. It is scary in the way that Resident Evil or Silent Hill is scary in that shit's tense. Combat is occasionally incredibly dangerous because you just have two bullets left. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, and you gotcha. have six inventory slots and you're going, fuck do I, I i need to pick up this key but there's also ammo here and i can't hold both <laughs> do i make uh, according two trips? to according to steam uh more games like this is uh stray how, how oh, similar yeah. to stray would you say this game is uh you know <laughs> i was gonna say there are there's not even like a cat in this game i don't think there are any <laughs> animals it's every all... other game that it's more like is a horror game and then the first one's stray <laughs> That's yeah, weird. Like, okay. Steam. Okay, Steam. Steam's doing something <laughs> weird there. Uh, yeah, play signals. It's on Game Pass. Uh, buy it on Steam. It's really good. Uh, there, it had. It's doing a lot of cool stuff, much like Silent Hill, with uh, how you get certain endings aren't clear, <laughs> which is sure. rad as hell. So you can like, there's a couple points where it's like, oh, very clearly, there's a a choice or not choice sort of thing, like you might expect out of a survival horror game of this genre of this vintage. And then, but there's also apparently five endings and it's like, oh, well, this accounts for three of them. Where the fuck do you get the other two? And it's like, oh, real obscure bullshit. This is the sort of game where you beat it. And I went immediately to the Steam forums and was like looking up and like reading through like the discussion thread about the endings and the ending and like what the story means. And I'm like this, it's a, it's a great fucking game. No, you've definitely piqued my interest on this shit. It's so good. I meant oh, cool. I, I was gonna I was like all right this is gonna be my like Halloween warm up and then I spent so long like thinking about it it's like I went to play Faith on actual Halloween and I'm like this is actually scary I'm not ready for this anymore. <laughs> Faith I remember Faith that just came out didn't it Yeah the the well the third game I think in that trilogy just came out and they bundled all three together for a specific Steam release uh, I knew the first two I wanna, from I wanna a watch, speed um, I wanna watch Mark play them again. They're good. That's Faith is good. Cool They're game. scary in the way The Exorcist is scary in that, yeah, there's some like jump scare shit and the rotoscope horror in it in this like 8-bit Atari game is really scary looking and the audio is fucked up and terrifying. But it's yep. mostly scary in the existential version of like, here's a priest who's losing his faith and is confronting literal demons from hell and that is only making his faith weaker. 
<laughs> right. Here's the, here's the thing that should confirm your faith, but instead uh, you fail under the pressure. And, uh, that's, that's the type of, yeah, that's the, the, the exorcist's existential dread really hits in faith. <laughs> I think the sound is, is, is great too, but yeah, it's definitely like the low art style, like the yeah. low fidelity art style. That's like, uh, just it hits so cool and then you get uh, these weird like high frame yeah, and rate then there's like way art. too many frames all of a sudden because like yeah. everything is just sprite mapped animations and then all of a sudden there's like you're like that's way too many frames of animation it's really unsettling mm-hmm. <laughs> and it uses like abandoned wear voice synthesis. So it's everything. So all the, so there's voice work in the game. It all sounds like a Commodore 64 is talking to you. Faith is terrifying. <laughs> play both games, play faith and Signalis, but play Signalis first. Cause I think it's like a really good return to form for that. For people who want Resident Evil two and Silent Hill two to kind of come together as one. Finally. Um, for my game of the week, I started, uh, dad of boy Ragnarok. Uh, I started that, uh, yesterday or two days ago when that came out. Uh, really cool. I feel like it's kind of hard to talk about without spoiling. So I'm going to try and keep this like as high level as I can. I don't know if you Dean or Daniel are like big, as big a God of War fans as like, I was super hyped for this and I've been trying to avoid spoilers desperately. Um, no, you could spoil the fuck out of it and it will not affect I don't me. want to spoil it for our listeners. It's a really oh, yeah. good game. Sorry. I'm I'm <laughs> sorry I forgot to take our, our two listeners into account. <laughs> Thank sorry. you. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, Frothy and whoever else you are. <laughs> um so uh but yeah, uh, God of War. Daniel's parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the new game, um it, it starts almost immediately right where the last game ended um so without spoilers the last game ends with you finally uh delivering the ashes of you know kratos's um wife Faye, who is also atreus's mother um and you deliver her ashes to the highest peak in all the realms which is in jotunheim land of the giants and after you do that, you're like, all right, well, let's go home. Now that we've done this, you know, grand quest to do this thing. Sure, we killed some gods along the way, but we've really grown I mean, who closer as really? father and son. Um, and so then you go back to your house. Uh, and then this is how the God of War one ends with this, like, Dragon Ball Z-esque ending where thunder and lightning starts appearing. And then they go, they go, what is, who are you? And there's a guy with a hammer. And there's lightning spewing off his hammer and you're like oh shit it's thor and then the game just ends and it's like next time on god of war z and like oh i guess i'll just wait three years or whatever it was um and so this game kind of picks off like picks up almost right there where it's just like remember thor he's this is thor now let's keep playing keep rolling I, the tape and then the game i just admire goes. the i admire <laughs> the commitment to the bit of like doing everything in one camera shot that way by just having it start yeah. literally yep as it ended that's pretty sweet yeah it's it's great there there is like i i mean there is a section bite right before that to like warm you back up into yeah. the game let you let then... you remember you can control a video game before it like yes <laughs> starts <laughs> But then, it, and then in uh, it, it rolls directly into that scene, shot for shot, and then the follow up to that scene. So it was, it was a really cool opening. I expected it, um, you know, because I was like, they can't just like be like, oh yeah, well that happened. Remember Thor? What a wild encounter! Anyway, <laughs> like, wait, no, you didn't show it. Anyway, um, off to the beach. They, they introduced vacation. Thor. 
uh, who I don't know. I forget who he's voiced by, uh, voiced by in Ragnarok. But he kind of sounds like Josh Brolin doing Thanos, which like fits really well. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, Jalen K. Kessel. I don't I don't know who this is. Uh, Does he do anything yeah. else? Uh, Thor voiced by in Ragnarok. Uh, ja- Thor voiced Jalen K. Kessel. This is good audio. This is real recordable. Uh, he does other voice acting roles, it sounds like. Such uh, as? Nothing, like, that calls out to me. I'd have to, like, I'd have to research this a bit more. <laughs> um, also, I'm not even convinced now that this is the English... Oh, this is the wrong thing! <laughs> I was looking at the wrong thing. No, ignore everything I just looked up. The French localization? <laughs> no, it's the <laughs> stupid anime Ragnarok. I don't know if you guys seen it. It's on Netflix. It's terrible. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, there's this terrible anime. Yeah, no, fuck it. No, no, I Get, only watch specific kinds of terrible anime. Skip to the fucking relevant shit. Nobody Ryan cares about anime. Hurst. Ryan Hurst, who is other things. Uh, <laughs> voice cool. acting roles. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what? He's like in nothing. <laughs> He's beautiful. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. it's his breakout role. This is his breakout role. Cool. He sounds a lot like Josh Brolin doing Thanos. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, I've heard and, that this uh, game, one of the things I've seen people actually talk about on the internet, and because nobody wants to actually me, Daniel, talk about the game, no, is about the, the incre- is about the incredible suite of accessibility options this game has. Yes, like, I heard they're, uh, yeah. they're frontiering that real hard. Like, do you want to make like the world essentially one texture and then kratos blue and the enemy a red just pure red model so you can actually see shit you can do that That's they a must cool have feature. um i wonder if they met with any um uh like specialists to sort i of know like uh, they had to yeah uh, i know one of the writers uh alana pierce uh she's uh i want to get the name of the organization correct uh yeah i, I but remember she's, she's, she's a big with a like uh gaming disability charity so i'm not surprised oh. yeah. I remember uh, them talking about this during development about how they're yeah. going to have like the largest suite of accessibility options possible. There's there's like an accessibility option in here that's like not even able really gamers, an access- right? Yeah, able gamers. Yeah. There's an yeah, accessibility option great. in here that's like not even an accessibility option. It's like how long do you want Atreus to wait before he tells you the solution to the puzzle you're staring at? And you can turn <laughs> yeah, that he's little, time up. He's, he's very talky. He's very talky. So you should probably go into the options and turn that setting up to extended plus so he doesn't tell you the solution to the puzzle as you're working on it. Yeah, that's fair. It has all kinds of uh, stuff. It does it's I, doing I like Google... it has like Fortnite audio like visual audio cues for stuff it's really cool also pretty pretty rough for the narrative to have your 12 year old child be smarter than you (laughs) well kratos is uh kratos is (laughs) Kratos has one solution and it's not puzzle solving he played a lot of football in high school he Um, he knows the answer to most of the puzzle what's funny in the first game is like you get the sense he knows the answer but he's waiting for you to figure it out like he's like come on can't we get out of here and he's like i know how to get out of here boy (laughs) it's like like, they really do the other like the like uh the like ride along to this as i read it's like i really do feel like an actual parent to this child because it's like just like atreus please just be quiet (laughs) please daddy's working please please baby just be quiet mommy needs you to be daddy needs you to be quiet for like two minutes please 
They've been pl- they play off each other so well. Whoever wrote writes the dialogue and Mamir's back. Mamir is probably my favorite character. Um, I feel like you'd like Mamir, Dean, if you've played the game. I don't know if you are familiar with Mamir in the in the game. I'm familiar with Mamir as a Norse myth. So I'm mostly Mimir, familiar with him as a raid boss. And Mimir, as the smartest man alive, is imprisoned in a tree at the top of a mountain in Midgar uh, mm-hmm. by Odin. And you need him to help you get to Jotunheim in the first game. Bit but of a because he's trapped, go on. Because he's trapped in the tree, he can't come with you. And he's like, I have an idea. Chop off my head and then resurrect me. And you're like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, it's better than being stuck in a tree. So then you cut his head off. And uh, you bring him to a witch and you resurrect him, but he's just a head. So you keep his head on your belt through the entire game. And so he has dialogue with you and Atreus. And so the three of you are like this little company of, you know, people that talk. But Mimir tells stories and he has this great past and he's he's just a really fun character. Um, And he he's very knowledgeable about all the like lords of the realm and everything. So I don't know. He's 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 fun. He really breaks up the pacing. Um, that, that does sound like a very great like narrative framing for stuff and i do enjoy yeah. the concept and like uh <laughs> one part in this game atreus is like look i think my beard's growing in and chris is just like is it <laughs> and he's like yeah you, you can see <laughs> on my chin and he's like is it <laughs> he like says it again <laughs> in a deeper tone and i was like oh my god they had too much fun with this <laughs> good they deserve uh, it they should. It's such a. It's so much fun so far. I'm having a blast playing it. And like I can't I said, wait I don't to spoilers, eventually so. not have a base PS4, <laughs> so I can yes. enjoy both God of Wars. Because also, I don't think my computer would handle right the PC release of the first one very well either. No, mine mine definitely couldn't. I saw this feature in Sonic as well as um, God of War, and I think it's a new thing they're all doing because they have to release on both consoles. Is like every version now is an option that's like performance or like beauty and like it's i'm like you should just call it ps4 mode or ps5 mode because that's what you're talking uh, about here if i remember correctly the (laughs) like the performance mode in on the ps5 they like released like a fucking rubric for this shit it's like 60 fps (laughs) but like pretty mode is like native 4k it's like 40 fps it's like not quite 30 (laughs) it's like maybe a little better but I don't know That's what funny. The, you can't. It you doesn't. Can it doesn't matter. Let me tell difference. you. Let me tell you. Anything made in the past like three years, graphics don't matter. They're either very very good or they're mid, and it's yeah. fine. The one thing that matters Stop for graphics. Worrying about it. The one thing that matters for graphics on the um, better consoles has always been like, um, it's I don't know what, how to call it, but it's it's like pop in and texture resolution change like pop. So you know Mm -hmm. how in some games, like, you can, like, see textures pop from, like, low res to high res. And if you're playing on, like, the PS5, I've never seen that since, (laughs) which is great. So, like, I'm hoping that eventually we get to a a place where we can remove at least that. Because when you play games on the Switch, it's still very jarring. Like, Arceus was particularly, like, (laughs) atrocious for, like, textures popping. It was, you know, a little mushy, let's say. I can I bet Pokemon... Scarlet and Violet will have the same problem. Oh, yeah. just like you turn around and you're like, hey, a tree. Boop, three more trees appear. Oh, God. <laughs> trees. Um, all right, Dean, tell us about your game. You have two choices. I'll let you pick. Don't let me pick. I want you to pick. What do you want to hear about most? Because I, I don't I, I want to hear about Hell is Others because I haven't okay. heard of that. There we go. 
So mm-hmm. Hell is Others is a is, is a bit of an indie game, but it is um, somewhat unique. It is technically a kind of battle royale. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way it's framed is you're a guy who lives in an apartment building, and one day you get a bonsai tree delivered to your house. Okay. And, and um, it says, hey, take care of this in 10 days, and you'll get a reward. And you're like, cool, but you need, uh, you need plant food. You need to water the plant. But obviously, as everyone knows, uh, you can only water plants with blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm following. <laughs> this is how I take care of my plants. Yeah. True. You can only you can only water plants with blood. That's just how it works. I've seen Little Shop of Horrors. I understand. <laughs> oh, so, this is like a okay. I'm like looking mm-hmm. at the store page. This is like a this is a Hotline Miami. <laughs> it is. So the the gameplay is the gameplay is if Hotline Miami was a stealth horror game. Hell yes. Because uh, the way it works is it is online multiplayer only, unfortunately, uh, because that means that the game does have it will stop being played at some point. Um, However, (laughs) the way it works is you get down, uh, you take the elevator down to street level and um, you need two. you need two objectives to be completed. One, you're given jobs every day to find specific items to sell them for money um, so that you can get better equipment hopefully. And two, you need to find blood for your plant. Um, one is obviously much more important than the other, uh, but well, yeah. you'd imagine. Um, but the whole idea is that you are creeping through the city, and the other monsters you encounter, which are monsters, um, uh, are also there trying to sneak around and do their thing. Or, if they feel confident enough, trying to ambush you to get your stuff and take your blood. Huh. Um, and, and then so where does the like battle royale aspect come into play here? Because where are the other there are players? there are there are from the store page. It is a PvPVE game, much like a the hunts or other or Tarkovs, where there are NPC enemies that are monsters, and then there are people with guns. Yes, that are other players, and, and the people with guns that are other players are also just um, they they look exactly like the other monsters as well. So you you won't be able to tell if you're fighting a player or a person or or an NPC rather. Um, kind of cool. Yeah, and I'm seeing from the Steam page that you grow your bullets. Yes, bullets come from plants. Don't you know that? Cool. Yeah, I must have missed that at Home Depot this summer. Yeah, <laughs> it was in <laughs> the garden in the back. Don't forget to don't forget to water your bullet bush. So how so how does a round work? You like have to lobby into like ten people, and then it's like okay, you, you yeah, enough people. You you go you go to the elevator uh, in your apartment building that starts matchmaking and then you then once the match is made you go down and you don't know how many players are in your lobby. Is there a maximum or a minimum? Um, or? I I'm sure there's a minimum because that would be the entire point of having a matchmaking system. <laughs> but I I am not aware of what the maximum is. Okay. Um, I'm sure somebody has it written down somewhere, but I haven't bothered. Um, because I've just started this game, I have relatively little equipment and no money to buy better stuff. So I am playing it purely as a, like, get in, get out, like, don't take your time. The first elevator that shows up, 
because the elevator you leave at isn't the elevator you're going to exit the level with because they pop up randomly on the map like every couple of minutes and then and then you have to activate it and then it takes time and you have to wait and then other people hear it and they might want to murder you it's Hmm. rough out there um all these games always sound super cool to me but i like i just kind of wish they were single player (laughs) <laughs> I definitely feel that. I, f- I feel like this would be a good single-player experience. I love the ambition of having it be multiplayer, but having it be multiplayer only um, definitely puts a time limit on this, especially since it's uh, a lesser-known game from a lesser-known studio. Right. So, you know, looking at this GIF, it's like, oh, you've got, like, sight cones and all kinds of shit, and, like, yeah. you, know, you just, you just bump you can... the danger level of those monsters up just a little bit and make and you it a could, PvE like, game. You could like eat weird plants and mushrooms and fucking garbage to like increase and decrease your stats. So right, I want but what's eat- the what what's the fantasy twist on that aspect of the video game? You're just fucking eating. <laughs> you're you're eating random monster parts. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, like um, I ate like I ate like a monster stomach or some shit, and it like increased my sight cone by like forty five degrees. And I was like, okay, I'm comfortable playing this game now. I can see everything. <laughs> Looks but, cool. This, this does it, look like legitimately good, too. I like the art style. It does look very good. The art style is good. The music is good. I like everything about it so far, even though I haven't played too much of it. I can't find a complaint yet. Um, it, is a, it is a forever game, though, right? Like, it's not something you beat. It's something that you just, I'm going to tune in and, like, play around. Yeah. Yeah. Is there even a daily reason to play the game or like it's really just like, oh, I haven't. Yeah, go ahead. I haven't seen uh, any sort of daily objectives uh, um, and time doesn't pass in real time. So like if you log out, you're not going to have to like feed your plant until you log back in or whatever. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So it's just like each time you play a match, you have to like make sure you get blood to feed your plant or whatever. Yep, 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 yep. Interesting. I don't know. It sounds cool. I just I always have a hard time getting into these kind of games that are just like multiplayer for multiplayer's sake. I know there's a segment of people that it definitely appeals to. Um, I like all the mechanic design, though. I mean, the design just sounds really yeah. neat. And I there just, there like, is a narrative that they like put in there that I find hmm. is interesting. Yeah. But even that doesn't have like an end. Right. It's more just like you're getting vignettes across like an overarching yeah. story or something. Yeah. Like there's a crack in your bathroom that grows uh, teeth and eyes and uh it tells you not to go into the city and that you're doing very dangerous things it's trying to convince you to be safe do you can you go can you go into the crack is it a silent hill game nope okay it's signalis signalis gets the silent hill stuff out of the way quick with like hey here's a weird hole in the wall you got to crawl into it to start the game and your saving is like a red square but yeah i guess okay we can't all we can't all be silent hills so that sounds like a cool game, Dean. Daniel had Signalis. I talked about mm-hmm. God of War. Dean talked about Hell is Others. Uh, earlier, we talked about Pokemon for a while. Make sure to check that out next week. And if you have a Stadia, look for your refund. <laughs> but that is our show, listener. I hope you enjoyed. Catch us next week where we might have a review on the game of the game club game that we were supposed to play, which is uh, Humankind, correct? Uh, or is it Old yes. World? No, no it, was it was humankind. Yeah, it was human. You were very, the, yeah, not yeah. You were very game. excited. You were very excited because you already played it, and so you I've already, already played it. I can tell you why it's not as good as Civilization 
five. Right, which, but what if again, it's, it's not the what most if it's changed in the nineteen years since this if, game came out? What if I like it more than Civ Five? Hmm. Well, then I'd love to hear your take as to why there is a DLC. I kind of want to like maybe maybe get. I just have to remember what I own Humankind on, which might be the Epic Game Store. Actually, of all, you own it on Stadia. Yeah, I'm sure you can <laughs> yeah. buy. I mean, it, again, it's on Game Pass, so you can't just like buy the. You DLC. You can't get the DLC though, can you? Sure, you can. Through Game Pass. Sure, Does you that can. work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just you can buy a game. You just you would just lose access to the DLC if the game leaves Game Pass. That's so weird. I, oh yeah. It is, it is weird, but if you do consider it, it's like let's say the DLC is like fifteen dollars. You're only paying yeah. fifteen dollars for the game. I already I'm own seeing, the game, though. Well, is my point. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm saying. seeing people yeah. that don't. <laughs> fucking correct me uh, cultures of africa pack a cultures of latin america pack i don't care and about an the actual packs, dlc the together yeah. we rule the expansion yeah i want to check probably that, out. that one is what he's talking about i want to play one campaign but I'll they are day, i'll do a deus volt roman war campaign rush they are they are 10 we'll dlcs are 10 percent cheaper through game pass because you have game Pass. oh that is a deal Ooh, that's that's tempting all right <laughs> That's our show. That's our show, listener. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Later. Bye.